everybody. This is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed, you didn't know you needed, but we're so glad you're here. And this week, we have a very special guest coming live from Atlanta. Boy, also, by the way, Liberia, let's not forget the roots. L-I-B. <laughs> L-I-B. <laughs> we got King Chuck. We got King Chuck. We got King Chuck in the building. Hey. How are you? What's going you? on, Issa? I'm good. How are you? I'm blessed, you know. Just like you said, just we were just talking before the mic came on, just reflecting on our growth and where we are. So I just right. wanted to bring you on to share your story. Tell the people a little bit about your journey. It's crazy because I didn't, I got into camera a lot younger than expected. I was, uh, I went to my uncle's house in Virginia one day and it was our first time going to see the White House and he had a camcorder. He just let me toy around with it and I ended up doing like a tour of Washington, D.C., and I had to be like seven years old. My little brother had just started walking. And, you know, I, you know, kind of sat the camera down. It wasn't really anything I, you know, I put, I put thought to, you know, growing up African, your parents are like, you either got to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, something of prestige. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I never really thought of it as a profession. I get to high school and then um, for my birthday, I, I asked my parents to buy me another camera. And they buy me a camera and I just start toying with it. I would just shoot stuff around school and stuff like that. And I would post videos on YouTube, but they weren't anything serious. You know, I never really like considered it being a career path. Long story short, I ended up going to Valdosta State University where we met. Hey, um, shout out to VSU. <laughs> was like the place VSU that you love to hate. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and um, I was there for a biology pre-med degree. And it wasn't too long after that that I realized that this isn't what I wanted to do. So I left Valdosta State after my first year, and I ended up picking up a camera again. And I was just, I was just shooting with some friends back home. And uh, I wasn't in school at the time. And something told me, it was just like, well, if you're going to do this camera stuff, you might as well be the best at it. Actually, my father is the one who told me that. It's just an embedded lesson he always kept within me. He was like, I don't care what you do. Just make sure you're the best at it. So one day I was just shooting and I was like, well, I want to get better at the camera. So I might as well go to school for it. And literally that day that I had that thought come across my mind, an Art Institute commercial came on, on my screen and I just thought to enroll. And I called my parents and I was like, I know this is untraditional and it's very unorthodox, but I definitely want to see, you know, what route, what path this will lead me down. And um, so my dad was supportive, my mom was supportive. I wrote my enrollment letter to Art Institute. They accepted me. And literally when I got to Art Institute, that's where everything started to flourish. It was like, it was like God opened up the gates and all these opportunities just started to pour in. And, you know, of course, that's why I was able to hone in and master in on my craft. And that's where I met most of the network that I meet, that I, you know, work with now. That's so dope. First of all, shout out to your parents for holding you down and like nurturing this passion because you said it's not traditional to create a career out of the arts. You know, like you said, it's usually doctor, lawyer, engineer. Like that's right. the only things that exist. Um, exactly. But they sowed that seed and they believed in you. And like you said, you mentioned your uncle giving you that, like letting you toy with his first camera, having family to be able to encourage you because a lot of people don't have that support. You know what I'm saying? And especially like how our family had to like go through so much and try to make it yes. in America. And you're like, dude, this is what I want to do. I'm like, yes, my son, this is, this is how you do it. So you went to the Art Institute. How did that also impact your life? When I went to the Art Institute, I literally found immediately my mentors who would usher me into this world of film. 
And uh, whereas I went to Art Institute to learn how to get better at the camera and essentially to get better at the little bitty skits that I was doing, once I got there, the mentors that took me up under their wing showed me that there was so much more to the film world and so many routes um, of, uh, of, of job occupation within the film world that, you know, I, I never really knew that there was before there, you know, I, I was opened up to script writing, I was open up to directing and producing and, you know, DPing or, you know, equipment and stuff of that nature. And it just opened up this new love that I never even knew I had initially. And so uh, I kind of just fell into it and, you know, head first into it. Um, I've been able to use my talent to showcase my friends, my family. Being able to study something that you're really passionate about is different from just going to school to go to school, right? Because you find all these lifelong connections. And like you said, you're you're able to now document and share not only just like your friend stories, but family stories. What are some of the most memorable things that you've ever recorded? Like I said, going to Art Institute opened me up to the network that I have now. And um, eventually I was able to start working on primetime television, reality television, commercials, and, you know, film. Some of the, you know, people's favorite TV shows I, I'm actually able to work on. So um, I would say that you know, one of my most memorable moments, I would say, working in this industry had to be, I was working on uh, Iyanla Fix My Life, and we it was what we thought was our last season. I was filming, or we were all filming, her final goodbye. And it was so emotional because <laughs> if anybody knows Miss Iyanla, like, first of all, our set environment is like a family. We're here to do God's work. So this is, this is pro- it was probably one of the more, one of the more, even though it's reality, there was nothing staged about it. It was real. We're actually healing people and fixing people's lives. And so, you know, Aunt, Auntie Ayala is like everybody's auntie. So while we're filming her final goodbye, it's like parting away from family members after summer break. So we're all filming. But while we're all filming, everybody's like crying. <laughs> it was so, it was, it was like tearing up. And, you know, it was just like a sweet moment, like the end. And that was probably one of the most memorable things. And then Right after that, she just gave everybody hugs and kisses and we prayed together. And yeah, that was probably one of the most memorable moments amongst the many. I like to like right. focus on healing through poetry. Um, yeah. So what other ways do you think can people heal through film, through cameras? Before working on Iyala, after working on Iyala, I've grown immensely emotionally and physically. Um, I've gained a lot more emotional intelligence and um, some of the uh, generational curses and and bonds and ties that, you know, and traditions that come with family, I'm able to identify and able to free myself from. And I've also been able to educate my family, my my cousins and, you know, my, my aunts and my uncles on, you know, what it is that we're actually doing, you know, better, different ways to work things out and, you know, how to communicate, basically breaking generational curses. That's been my, these past three years, that's been like my main focus because now I feel I am equipped with the tools to do that because of this show. And it, there's a lot of shows I've worked on, but this show here has impacted me the most, I would say, because I'm just able to identify ills that come with, that may come with tradition, the things that we don't talk about, you know what I'm saying? I'm able to talk about it now and I'm, I'm able to like, not call my parents, not call my, my, my family out, but basically like usher us into a new way of relating to each other and loving one another. Um, sometimes I feel like most times, Things uh, go awry and are halted from being fixed simply because of a lack of communication. People don't have communication skills. And I feel like we don't put enough emphasis 
on the art of communication. And now I know that it is a skill that you, you work towards. And the more you work towards it, the better you get at it. And um, so that's kind of the, uh, the theme that I've been, you know, uh, introducing to my family and we've been growing. Um, you know, we've been breaking, we've been breaking generational curse after generational curse. And, you know, we just, we're, we're on that path to, to enlightenment for sure. That's beautiful to be able to realize. Once again, being Liberian, I do feel the same. There's so many trauma. There's so much generational curses that have been placed on our people because of the coup and the war and not really having that time to process. And I remember as a child, I had so many questions, but they didn't have the answers because they weren't there to process and really communicate well. And now that healing is the main narrative and we understand that the only way that we can grow through this is if we can communicate we can be able to bring this awareness and also want to because if someone doesn't want to heal or discuss then that's going to be kind of hard to kind of fix but what we can do as one person right we can be able to enter this life we can be able to find these understandings like you said have that emotional intelligence and you just just keep reiterating the importance of family of your network and i think that's very important because sometimes i feel like growing up in the states we kind of feel like we have to do everything by ourselves but as we grow we realize that there's people who god puts in our lives to help us and definitely our friends become family our mentors become like aunties and uncles and we're able to gain new experiences that make us better what can you say was maybe one of your challenges as you entered the industry and then how did you learn from it for a long time um i was entry level so i was a pa i was the um the guy that everybody went to on set to do everything to get the coffee to lift this to move that when you have a passion for something particularly camera and people just only see you for one thing and they only want you to do one thing there's a there, there comes a point in time where if you're only doing that and you want to pull away from your passion you can start to lose you can start to lose the spirit of it all and you you start to it feels like you're you know you're you're dying spiritually inside and you become broken and so for a long time Ooh, i've been like there you, sorry yeah. i just had to like Ooh, but we will we overcome it's okay yes you have to you have to literally fight to remember why you started in the first place it's so easy to get swayed and then it, it made me realize how people get swept up into living a life that they didn't necessarily construct for themselves and now they're just going through the motions in order to survive versus living you and, better um, say that <laughs> yeah and i was uh i was definitely i definitely had to come to a place where i was like i wasn't gonna let this keep me down. I wasn't going to falter. And I was always going to, no matter where I went, I was going to make an impact on the people that I met and displayed, show them, made sure that they knew the skills that I had so that I could move up in the ranks. This is definitely an industry where it's not about what you know, but more about who you know and the skill set that you have. And so I made sure to make, I made sure to connect with people, develop personal relationships with people. And I made sure to, you know, let them know that, hey, I'm not only good at this, but I'm also good at this. And and I think that's what um, took me there. Most, most importantly, developing relationships. That's the, that, I think that was, that was what was key. Doing something you love, you got to manage. You got to manage it sometimes because if you end up deriving from that, you can easily go down the rabbit hole and lose yourself in it. So Yes, don't get lost in the sauce, people. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it really like triggered me because it's like, (laughs) I'm recovering from going down a rabbit hole. I'm recovering from getting 
off of track because of things that happened to me, right? And like you said, people tend to forget that you are and you're capable to do much more than what they kind of limit you. And sometimes when you're back into a corner so much, you really start to like you almost start to think, well, damn, like what what did what what brought me here? Why am I right. here? And then, you know, you have to remind yourself, like, no, there's a goal, there's a purpose. And you, like you said, you have to fight for it. Aligning myself to remember what brought me here in the first place. And all of these years that I've lived here, it all makes sense now because I'm really able to sit and reflect and remind myself, thank God you didn't give up because when people are, for me, in my situation, they're like, you still living in Puerto Rico? After the hurricane, the earthquakes, the this, the that, and you still there? And I'm like, yeah, you know, if my parents could survive the war, I could survive Puerto Rico. Talk about it. You know what Man, I'm you said something just then. You just said something. What? You just said something. Man. Not only just our parents, but I feel like African and descendants in general, like we survive so much so we can endure and we can accomplish so much if we really remember our strengths, if we really know our power. But because we've been blindsided and taught that we aren't, you know, good enough or we aren't strong enough or smart enough, we really start to fall and believe that. So that's why it's really important, like I said, to remember and reiterate your dreams, to know your passion, to know where you're going, because if not, other people will try to like, you know, dog you and be like, oh, no, you're not ready. And you might think, oh, I'm not. But then you have to just know that once again, we we exist and we're strong because of them. So so we need to right. tap into this. You know, we, t- we need to know our spiritual powers. We need to know our gifts. We need to know our likes and dislikes, you know. And right. then we move forward. We come from the st- we come from strength, so we have it within us. And we if, we if we're able to remember that and just tap into it and hone in on that, we'd be uh, exponentially better off. We get in there. I know you have a poem to share with us today. I do, I do. So um, this poem, I actually discovered this poem um, on one of those bouts where I w- I felt defeated while I was trying to climb. There was actually this point in time. It's crazy you uh, you asked me that question because there was a point in time where I was on a, I was on set and uh, I was uh, dis- discouraged by somebody that was higher up than me, um, somebody that I was looking to for guidance. He there was a point where I was an assistant camera and my director asked me to put the camera on my shoulder and the guy that I was that I was you know was was the first assistant camera. He was a bit older. And he got upset that the director put the camera on my shoulder versus him. And so he proceeded to tell me that he was the chef and I was the busboy. So that was a, a total shock wow. to my confidence. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. But, you know, it's, it's, that's the kind of things that you face here on set. You know, people, there's also people that don't want you to learn the skill of the trade because they feel that you'll take their job. So well, that's it's the what same I was way in academia, it. trust me. <laughs> It's crazy. I and I was like, wow. I is this really, is this really how it is out here? And I, it's kind of some of those moments that open you up to like, you know, how people really are in the world and you know what it really is and keeping your intuition strong. So my dad, um, he actually, I was feeling, um, I don't know. I, I went to him about something that he told me this. He told me to read this poem, and it, this poem is essentially what I live my life based upon. It's called uh, Desiderata, and it was written by Max Ehrman in 1927. Go placidly amid the noise and the haste, and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly, and listen to others, even to the dull 
and the ignorant, they too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are vexatious to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain or bitter, for always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career. However, be humble. It is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let this not bind, blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere life is full of hero heroism. Be yourself, especially do not feign affection. Neither be cynical about love, for in the face of all aridity and disenchantment, it is as perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years, gracefully surrendering the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune, but do not distress yourself with dark imaginings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive him to be. And whatever your labors and aspirations in the noisy confusion of life, keep peace in your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful. Strive to be happy. I feel so blessed yeah. by this poem. This is why, for me, poetry is healing because every yeah. like line in this poem is literally how I felt and how I've encouraged myself. So, like to hear it, you know, it's just like this is why I love what I do. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that this poem was written over almost a hundred years ago, and the right. words still apply today. Oh my gosh, still resonates to my soul, to my core. I was just, I read it every time I feel down and it's like, okay, it's just a reminder, just to re reset and realign. It's my realignment poem, if you will. Chuck, how are you on your way? My plans have changed within the last year. I've completely um, averted my attention to getting what I can here in the States while I can and taking back what I've acquired back to Liberia so that I can begin to pioneer something there. I wanna, within the next few years, be a resident in Africa and visiting the States. So everything I'm doing now is to uh, accrue that. Um, I'm trying to reach a point where my brand is a household name so that not only is it functionable here in the States while I'm not here, but it's a bubbling entity in Africa as well. So right now I am acquiring connections over there and I'm securing my connections here and I'm making sure that once I go across the seas, that bridge is tethered and unshakable. Yes. That's what I'm that's my that's what I'm working towards right now. Amen. And it shall be because you know, you're putting it out there. God will protect and prepare and make sure those connections, like you said, are strong. And it's definitely the goal of us to be able to return home and leave something that's valuable and also being able to educate. We thank you, Chuck, for just sharing your story. Tell the people where can they connect with you and follow you and know learn more about what you're working. You guys can find me on Instagram at Chuck Raging. That's C-H-U-C-K-R-A-G-I-N-G. -G. I'm I'm just so proud of you and I hope that you know your day 
days are just filled with abundance. You're able to learn and share. May, you know, anything that you want, God bless you and provide it with you. May your family be able to encourage you because they're dope. And I'm just so happy that you're growing. Thank you for this. Thank you for all that you are. Thank you for all that you do. Uh, I don't think you understand how you inspire me, you know, every day. Please continue to be a light on everybody. Uh, your efforts do not go unnoticed. I, would, I pray that God continues to grant you everything you ask of him. Amen. Thank you. Thank you all to my wonderful listeners for staying true to yourselves, for following your passions, and also knowing that you are more than enough. So keep opening doors. You know, make those connections, because as we learned today, networking and family are very important to your journey. So connect with them. Love the ones who love you. Pour into them because they're pouring into you. Until next time, be blessed. Thank you.